Nicole, everyone. It is Sunday fun day. Right back here with you, rabbit holes. Sarah. Hey, hey, hey. We're back. We're back. Back in styling. And also here to remind you guys, hey, still looking for PSAs. Uh, we uh, we saw a few good mentions on Instagram. We're going to be contacting those nonprofits. I'm going to get them on here just like uh, Uncle at Palpena. Uh, a lot of good uh, submissions to that uh, form. Still just trying to do the exchange, but I think I'm going to have to add people's phone numbers on the first leg of the form because I don't know if it's like getting lost in the spam or something, but we'll figure it out. But uh, but that being said, uh, as far as it looks, next week, next week I should have my first official Mainland Talk Story guest. And it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. We'll talk yeah. more about her later. But, yeah, don't forget, uh, if you got a nonprofit, community organization, church, uh, man, I don't even care if it's just a bat mitzvah or a quinceanera, man. You tell me. We'll announce it. We announce <laughs> local events. That's what a good, you know, broadcast show should do for its community. All right? Exactly. And we just, I'm just – I'm trying – so for those of you who don't know, once upon a time – before Ronald Reagan came in office, we had this beautiful thing called the Fairness Doctrine. And it kind of said you had to make news for everybody and you had mm-hmm. to provide access to all the resources in your community, as a, whether you be a news source or a pamphlet or newsletter. It, it didn't matter. If you were that was going ethical. to. Yes. So it kept broadcasters from being partisan. Okay, so even if I, a Republican, I still have to do news about liberal things. It is my, it's, well, to me, I feel it's a privilege because I'm I'm telling news about people that I don't normally, like, it's stuff that I don't personally come go over, but because I try to read more news and open my mind to more news, that's what makes it able for me to talk across the aisle to other people. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. so, like, it's kind of been a it's been a fascination of mine for the longest time when I found out about it as a kid and then when I had the dream of like getting into pirate radio and then into broadcasting and then my first podcast and then my tenth podcast and here we are and it's it's kind of been a dream of mine to revive the fairness doctrine in the sense of just like I mean I don't really if if you could hold all of the current broadcasting models to that standard cbs still comes close you know cbs has always been pretty fairness doctrine oriented nbc like 90 percent of its properties but it still has like that liberal swing you know cnn has its central moments but it tends to have a liberal point of view fox is obviously uh republican ideals or well and also the tinfoil hat crowd too i man i just if you liberal folks would like to take some of the tin foil hats off of our plate, it would really make us look less crazy and all of us together as a collective pleasantly crazy. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, back to the point. Okay. So uh so the, the greatest rabbit hole of them all is I, I'm trying to I'm trying to chase a, a childhood dream of like actually being a legitimate radio station. And I feel yeah. like podcasts, podcasts don't think about that, you know? And I think that, like, for bringing this show to life, like, I really want to be able to say, yes, we cover Maui. Yes, we uh-huh. then cover Hawaii. But then we still cover the rest of the world. We still cover the mainland. Because, you know, also in a lot of sense, Get a like, little bit of everything with us. Just a little 
bit of everything. Yeah, but when you think about like, it's still not a lot. I mean, we we even cut stuff like as we're up to the episode, just trying to yeah. you know, right before recording. A, a lot it's of the just time, not enough time to stay. Yeah, off. you know, and then there's a lot of things you got to cut out of the news. So then I feel that in a lot of cases that things get lost just because you know. And I'm not I'm not trying to like paint a picture against like corporate media at all. That's that's not even what I'm against. Every other Republican can carry that torch. That is not my torch. That is not my crust to bear. I will not. I will not. I'm not venture across that desert. But with that being said, send us your PSAs and also political candidates of Maui, of Hawaii, hell of the United States. We'll play that game too. I'd love to just. I'd love to talk to any of the politicians. But as such, with that, uh, you know, that whole fairness doctrine model is you have to have an equal amount of candidates from both sides. Uh -huh. That used to be a rule in broadcasting. Now, you, yes, you, it's not a you, rule anymore. Well, or it's just more of an ethical. Thing it's like an, you should do it, but yes, because so what? What in a lot of cases, what happens is like Fox will go and get their their Republican candidate, and they'll put them on, uh -huh. and then they'll send a letter, you know, an old fashioned snail mail, and they'll go, "Hey, Bernie Sanders." We gave time to your competitor. You should totally come on. And then it's like, we sent them a letter. And then Bernie Sanders is like, I read every letter. I'm coming for you, Fox. And then he shows up. Because so uh -huh. so they try not to, <laughs> they try not to find a way to have him on because <laughs> But he makes his way. Well, that's he good. does, because you know what? Good. There's there's something about that that beautiful guy and he just gets us he gets us all excited. I you know how many Republicans I met at the Bernie rally in twenty sixteen? I went. Wait, I, at the Bernie rally? Yeah, so I I went I went to the Bernie Sanders rally in 2016, and mm -hmm. I actually went with a whole contingent of people that were Republicans who were going to vote Democrat because okay, of how okay. badass Bernie Sanders was and is. Yeah, no, I was so close. Like I, I, know, I, just, I was there. I was really confused yeah. for a second. So I was like, wait, isn't Bernie Democrat? And yeah, well, yeah. Well, no, well, he's he's a, he's a progressive independent. There's a lot of mm -hmm. times where he's actually he's been registered as an independent when he's run. There were a few oh. years. Yeah, there's a few years where he had to go independent just because he felt the Democratic Party wasn't living up to its standards. Do you think that helps him um, win both parties? Yes, because. Because we recognize that he he's more about the values than the party lines. Right. I love that. You know? And it, that's how it should be, right? It should be about the core values, a, not necessarily exactly. what's Exactly. You know, and in a world where it's, like, usually constantly, like, graying old white dudes, like, he's one of the few that we'll listen to. Because, mm -hmm. like, Uncle Bernie knows what's going down. But, Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I'll show you. It's on. It's on my Facebook. On my personal one. Yeah, not, not on my pro it. one, but yeah. But we no, I, I took so many photos that day. Oh yes, no. We have, we have to cover a lot because you know what? Half you guys don't want to talk about it. Half you guys are trying to escape from it. So that's why we just we trick you into thinking that it's full of hyperbole, but it's actually just the guy who says like every five words and then has something smart to say every other ten. And an amazing woman who does a lot of preparation to get us on here and and make this uh, functional every week. <laughs> so it's 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 a lot of smoke and mirrors at this point. But <laughs> on our way out of the smoke and mirrors, uh, yeah, let's let's try to play a game that most broadcasters don't do. So equal time for the community, equal time mm -hmm. for political candidates, and okay. sometimes I'm gonna report to you things that are not necessarily things that 
I know to believe in because of where I come from, but because there are enough people on the other side who are vetted and have said these things, we're here to report on what they have to say. So, you know, be warned. This show I like is that. for and everyone. For me, I'm not on one side because I'm so, I don't really know much about politics. So this is great for me to kind of get both sides too. Yeah. Um, so it's great. Yeah. Dig Good goal. It. Good goal, Kavika. Dig it. All right. So, after we pumped ourselves up, let's uh, let's just get dark really fast. Uh, homeless and impoverished children of Hawaii. Oh. Can I, can I get can I get things that have to live out of a van for a hundred, Alex? Boop boop. Uh, what are the keikis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pretty sad. Yeah. No. Um. I I think you know as I was saying to Sarah earlier, uh, we're just gonna hammer this into your head, everyone. Not just not just you Maui, not just you Hawaii. But listen up, mainland. Missing up, everyone, far and wide, for all, for all your ears can hear us. Um, we will find a million different ways to remind you that the economy is not what it should be, mm-hmm. and that people are in poverty. We need to be looking mm-hmm. out for each other. We need to be aware of each other. When you hear news like this, if it makes you angry, try to turn it into a solution. Don't, don't turn it back on the poor people. Like, I think that that's the biggest thing. That there's a, there's a lot of contention going around right now. Like, we're starting to see employers lashing back at employees, going, why do you want more yeah. money? Even though they're, they're even though pro- profits are at an all-time high, this is just as bad as the 80s. This is just as bad as the 20s. Exactly. Still we're, trying to pay yeah. people lower than what they oh, should yeah. be. It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And then on top of it, which is funny, because, you know, they're, they're trying to set up uh, – there's case studies going on where they're trying to set up a four-day work week. Really? A four-day work week? Yeah. Well, because there's, there's a lot of first world countries that only, you know, it's like 36 hours a week, tops. Huh. And, and they pay, yeah. Could you imagine? I like that. So people actually feel like they have a life outside of work yeah, and they can enjoy their Yeah, but here's the rub. Okay. Uh-oh, this what's is the rub? This, this is This is the part where, like, doing this in America, like, Canada's doing a case study and we're doing a case study in America. Uh-huh. I think in Canada it might work itself out. But the uh-huh. problem here in America is if if minimum wage isn't paying the cost of living and then we t- Then how is yeah taking a day off of our work week going to help us at all? That's very very true. First we need to pay people what they should be paying or what they should be getting and then see do a case study to see if it works. Yes, Exactamundo. Cupid doll for the lady. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's exactly what the problem is. So like this this study is not going to come back with anything inconclusive because you yeah. know you know what it's just going to prove to me. Study. No, well no, you know what it's going to do? It's going to open up a window. For you to now have four jobs instead of three. That's what it's gonna do. Great. Yeah. My Friday and night. Then, job, well, yeah. and actually, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna double down there. It's gonna make you have five jobs. Because mm-hmm. if if the minimum hours required to be full time is going to drop another four hours or eight hours on the payroll scale, mm-hmm. that means they're gonna hire people for one to two hours less, so you're not full time anymore. Just like they've been doing for the past 20 years. Okay. All you lucky boomers and older out there that have been tenured in these jobs that give you 40 to 60 hours a week, boy, you're fucking lucky. 
Try growing up an entire generation where you have to take on three jobs that barely pay the cost of living because they're not going to employ you for more than 32 hours. Wow. That's like California life growing up as a kid. Yeah, so this is a 28-hour a, a, a week job. Oh, so I don't get bennies. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Actually, I do remember that in, in working in the um, um, food industry, working in restaurants. Oh, when you had it worse because you, you were in the Midwest. You were in the Midwest. Like, yeah, yeah. You would, you'd get close to getting that four. They'd be like, you can't pick up that shift. You can't pick up yep, that shift. No, no, no. no that's going to yeah. be on overtime. We don't do that. Yep. No, I had friends who worked at a Cracker Barrel in Colorado for like $2.65 an hour. And it was crazy because I was just moving to Missouri at the time. And mm-hmm. I was working for Ritz Camera. So back in the one-hour photo days. And mm-hmm. so I managed to use my tenure working for them in California to go move to a store in Missouri so I could just change the pace, change my life, change everything, spend some time out there. And so, like, I... Went and I, I worked in one of their stores before they shut down out there. And <laughs> um, the looks I got from people because Ritz was cool enough to be a company that whatever you made at, in your previous state transferred over. So I was oh. ma- so as a lab as a lab as a lab guy, I was making like sixteen dollars an hour. In a time where like California minimum wage was seven dollars in some channels. Oh wow! So you're doing so good. I, I was already making double. So yeah. then And so then now move that to Missouri. Mm-hmm. And so then in Missouri, like. You were living large, huh? Yeah. In no. Yeah. Exactly. Because like most of my friends were making like five, six, seven dollars an yeah. hour if they were lucky. If they wow. were lucky. And then most of my art student friends, because I made a lot of friends with people who who were going to the art program out there at KCMO, and. Um, Found out that like they have like this non compete clause in your uh, in your being a student, mm-hmm. so like you can't take commission work for a few years. Oh, yeah. So it's this whole journeyman artist. Like you can go vocationally work at like a sign painting shop, but if someone like commissions you to like make something for the Met, they're like, nope, can't do that. You're still in school. Yeah, weird. So it led to this really cool economy of up and coming artists learning to also spray paint in their off time. Oh. And local businesses would pay top dollar to get the hottest tags put on their buildings, and the gangs wouldn't tag over them out of respect. That's cool. So art protects. I don't respect the games like nah nah nah. That's good work right there. Oh yeah, I've got so many photos from my time out there, and you can still find it out in Kansas City. Like that's probably one of the coolest things that people don't talk about about Kansas City, is mm-hmm. the street art. Like there's a lot of really good tagging art out there, and I'm not like I'm not a huge urban art scene guy, but if mm-hmm. there's anything about like how do you how do you give a facelift to the ghetto? How do you give a facelift to Urban Decay when I all, love you, how you put it. When all you've it's got is $2? you going to have that urban flavor. Let's spice it up and make it exactly. artsy. Exactly. I got $25. That's enough paint to cover this wall. That's mm-hmm. a hell of a lot better than Uncle Sam going, we have nothing in our budget to give you this month. Gee, yeah. whitest guys we know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, uh. 
yeah. So uh, yeah, look at look at that tangent we went on. All, all I said was was children are poor in Hawaii, and that's 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 <laughs> and where that's we went. Rabbit hole and that for yeah, you. and that's eight minutes gone. Gone. We're there. We're there, kids. We're making it happen. But no, hey, yeah. What's next? Like, no, well, no, but no. It's not even what's next. We we should finish that thought of like so. Aloha United Way did a study recently. Um, mm-hmm. So, thirty five thousand kids living in households at or below the federal poverty line in Hawaii, and that's and that's pre pandemic numbers. Oh, that's pre pandemic. Oh, it's way more. I mean, I remember. I remember going to like the beach up by Baldwin and there was literally families camping out there. Like yeah. there was a whole like community on the beach with kids and, and that was before the pandemic. And it, and it's getting to a point to where like, I mean, I feel that the more we say it, the more we have to recognize it. But then at the same time, how many, how many people be like, I don't want to hear it anymore. And then just put their fingers in their ears, you know? Yeah. It's hard to hear. It is hard to hear and knowing that that's going on in your own community, but we need to know so that we can address it. But if you're lucky enough to be paying for one bill, to be listening to this silly ass show, brah, go help <laughs> someone who needs it. Yeah. 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 Speaking of people helping people who need things, apparently there's this brother over in Oahu who just scooped up 283 acres of old dole land uh-huh. and is like redistributing it. And like he's not giving it away, but like $63,000 an acre, that's a good deal. And apparently he's already he's already lined it up and and vetted all of the plots, like mm-hmm. he's he says they're gonna be closing by September. So this like, is a good guy. Who yeah. is this guy? Like, um, why is he, how did he get the money to do this? Like, who is he? He's even? a developer. His name's Peter Savio. I don't know too much about this guy. We need to look into him a little more because, like, right? He's one of those, he yeah. seems like amazing. Yes, but then also, really but caveat on tour, buyer beware. Uh, you know, you never know. Like, developer is a double-edged sword, even with our own people. So just, yeah. you know, I don't, I'm wishing for all the best. You can't hear it, but I'm crossing my fingers, people. Yeah, I guess you just never know what somebody's motive could possibly yes, be. But I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that against this actual case, because, I mean, for everything that I've read so far, like, this <laughs> is, this is a really good step forward. This is one of, like, <laughs> the yay we win things, especially out of the fact that, like, I mean, at the current rate of things, like now that the pandemic's over, like the TMT could ramp up again. We could be losing more space for the homeless just because like construction guys can go back to work and stuff like that. You know, all non-essential constructions back on. And what's more yeah. non-essential than more freaking colonizer homes coming to Hawaii. So, and you know, they're going to kick them up because the only way that half of these developers can't afford to do these cheaper homes is because they get granted the ability to go build a multi-million dollar property. Oh, that's right. We talked that's about this. Right. In a that, oh, and that's the only so other thing. There's always another, there's another side. So all I got to say is, is like Ugh. this, I will say this, not many of these developers give us the affordable houses first though. So this that is, is true. so this is already is, he's already he's this is a two out of three so far and we haven't even found a third reason to kvetch about him yet. So mm-hmm. like I've already thrown two arrows at this conversation, 
and he's more or less passing. So like uh-huh. they get they given us affordable homes before they unless unless he built a whole treasure trove of homes that I haven't heard about. But then again, like Oahu's so overdeveloped. I, I mean, I man, I just yeah. don't. At this I don't. point, though, he's doing good. So let's just cross our fingers that he's on he's on the right path still. Yeah. I only visit Oahu for birthdays and work. So <laughs> I t- after my auntie went passed away, Oahu was never the same to me because she was like she old school broad. So like she like man, she is. Mm. That was like mm-hmm. that was the that was the first house that I stayed at when I came back from the mainland, and I had just become old enough to actually like have a circadian rhythm, and, mm-hmm. you're, and you're like you have you have that whole like going back in time to Hawaii thing. So, like, I'd be, you know, I was, like, eight or nine, staying at my auntie's, and then, like, I woke up at five, you know, because, like, your body's like, this is seven o'clock in California. You know, this is eight o'clock, you know? And I'm like, oh, shit, I could watch Prices Right today because I'm up early. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, no, that was, was like, the, the first time I noticed, like, the go up and get it and the like and the only other person that would be up at that hour was her and she would already be like sipping her tea and sitting there and just like she, oh yeah. that's my morning routine yeah mm-hmm. get up at five each day get an hour to myself before the rest of the world wakes up exactly <laughs> gotta get all those farts in private before the world finds right. out <laughs> gotta let the farts out right that's right there. that's right <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, last thing in the Hawaii news before we take a little break here. Uh, there's been talk. There's a, there was a second reading of a uh, they they passed the second reading in the Senate that uh, they're trying to establish uh, observation of Restoration Day. So this is really good news for like the Ho'i Ho'i'ea camp. Because, you know, which actually it was pretty cool because I, I got to go to La Jolla. Uh, what is the, this? What is this? I've never so, heard of it. All right. So so the first time Colonial showed up, we actually took it to a world stage. And see, here, this is you want to learn about a chip on people's shoulders? Like, you want to understand why Hawaiians got a, we got a chip on our shoulders? I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And then for all of you young Kanakas on the mainland who wonder why your uncle or your grandfather, they, they got that chip on their shoulders, this is why, kids. All right. So to understand our fight against the occupation of America, you have to understand the due diligence and, like, bureaucracy of the known world before America showed up and, like, threw away the chessboard and forced us all to play checkers again. Because that's really what it is. It's like the rest of the world plays chess and America forces you to play checkers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they're like, yeah. what do these parts do? And and we're like, these parts don't even go on our board. It's like, this is the only country in the world that's still using standard measurement. Why aren't we on metric with everybody else? Why? Gotta be different. I mean, I totally love fractions. There's a lot we can learn from fractions, but you want to go to outer space, it's metric, bro. You know? Mm-hmm. So it, it just... Eh. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> the... So the British come in, all right? So this guy comes in, he makes trouble, and he's like, I claim Hawaii in the name of Britain. And we're (gasps) like, fuck you, bro. We're Hawaii. You can't own us. And he's like, 
I will put a flag here and I will occupy here and you will give me this country. <laughs> I call it his mine. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, totally, totally. And I've now spit on it. I own it. I've licked your bagel. Your bagel's my bagel. <laughs> Takes these backseats. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, so we're like, bro, well, you can you, yeah, and we we uh, are yeah. what no, and so we already had a monarchy going. We already had like we even had like some unofficial stuff and already going just on. Comes in and puts their boot on there, and thinks they can just yeah. take over. But... So then we wave the flag and we go like, "Hey guys, you just recently recognized us on an international stage as an independent country with a successful monarchy." And you were like, "What are we gonna do next?" And we were like, "Bro, we're going to Disneyland in a hundred years when it opens." But will you please get? The United Kingdom out of our backyard. And so the world stage got together, you know, pre-United Nations. And they were like, hey, mm-hmm. guys, Hawaii is its own country. Leave it the fuck alone. Yeah. So Britain was told to back the fuck up. Mm. And now, did they back the fuck they up? They did. They did. They did. Oh and so then that's how we got That's how we got Restoration Day because then we were oh. like, our our unsu- their unsuccessful occupation became <laughs> our like and, and we did it with it was predominantly like paperwork and sweat. I mean that you know my minor altercations, but like it was really like Hawaii was really good at the world bureaucracy game back then. Like yeah. it it could tie it could tie up international shit and red tape and be like bah. I mean everybody knows that auntie at the DMV. That's that's what all of Hawaii was like. For like, for like 110 years, bro. You don't like, mess with that. No, the, se- the second, no. And then and get this, like, and especially like if you like reading diaries and blogs and stuff like that, for you, those kids out there who like enjoy three minutes on TikTok every day, like go back and read the greats. Like the queens, the princes, the mo- all the monarchs, they have their own memoirs and journals. Really good monarchs write oh, cool. diaries. All right? So if you really want to learn about the history of a time, find diaries of prominent people. Everybody wrote diaries, okay? So don't think that writing a blog is an original thing. I mean, shit, before Mary Shelley wrote Prometheus, Frankenstein, right? Before she invented an entire genre, she she was essentially a travelogue novelist. Really? So she was, yeah. So she she wrote like she went to the Alps and she was like, and then I spent a week in Shamani and the Alps are beautiful, <laughs> and everybody's like, that's some basic ass shit. I hate the blog <laughs> era, right? Which it, like kind of if you go back through classic, but there's a lot of books that are not in print anymore. Uh huh. Purely out of the fact that they're like memoirs that were only printed in a region. Like you want like you're from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Right, you've got some Chicago mm-hmm. roots, right? Did oh, you yeah. know? So, do you know anything about the history of buildings that have moved across town? Buildings that have moved across town. Yeah. Okay. No. So, what do you mean? Oh man. Oh, I'm gonna try to boil this down quick, and then we'll crazily find a way back from our tangent. But no. <laughs> but no. So get this: in uh, during the invention of modern plumbing in the post-industrial <laughs> era of the United States. They had to jack up buildings to install pipes underneath okay. and in the ground, all right? Yep. So they would literally use the same lifts that you'd use to lift trains in their boilers, and you'd put them on stilts. And so Chicago was nearly jacked up like 15 extra feet for a couple years, 
And then in some cases, because the new plumbing features would cause a displacement, Mm -hmm. that some buildings were even placed on the backs of train cars and transported across town. Damn! How did I not know that? Yeah. And you can learn that from, like, reading diaries from the time. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Reading the diaries. So, so things to know about, like, from those diaries, like, so, like, Queen Liliuokalani, you know, uh, Princess Kailani, they, like, Mm -hmm. they did, they did their own, their own diaries and their own, you know, they wrote their piece. But, like, there's cool parts in between, like, we, like, we were invited to the Jubilee, okay? That's an event, Jubilee is an event that, like, so the Queen's Jubilee, okay? It's a centennial event. And then, and so you, they invited out the monarchy and then they actually which was kind of cool they were like trying to dip hardcore shade on their cousins at the time so they let the whole hawaiian unit sit in the friends and family section and then drop shade by pushing their extended family back one aisle that was considered a total faux pas back then really no, but and then the best part was is like you got all these big hawaiian people sitting in front of you so you're like they're just gonna be mousy little they're just like, yeah. So like, <laughs> can't yeah. see from the back. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to read about the time that the queen mom used the Hawaiians to cuck her family, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Like, it, like she she like razzed them in public by like, you sit you sit one aisle back, please. Yeah, that's right. Our new friends sit right here. So petty. Yeah. So petty. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she's man. <laughs> Ain't no different than what they do now. Oh, and that's then, yeah, true. Exactly. But anyways, we were good at the bureaucracy stuff. We were really good at being able to tie up the world in red tape just as any any other country and prove it on paper and into pudding that we yeah. were our own country. And so this managed to help hold the line for the monarchy for quite some time. But then as America would eventually come in and occupy us, it, it was... That the craziest part was that we got forced into a scenario that the world believes that like we need everybody else to survive like World War Three or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the dumbest thing that that like any like that I've gotten from like the I'm not colorblind I'm I'm colorblind Howley crowd that doesn't like the first thing that they say to me is well where would Hawaii go. What do you mean? We'd be our own country. Well, yeah. where would they go? What? We don't have to join another country, bro. Like You can be on your own. Yeah. Look at how many other, like, Micronesian, Polynesian islands are. I mean. The, all yeah, the, why would Hawaii be any different? Exactly. Because they're just closer to the United States? Maybe that's what Yeah. No, I mean, but, I mean, it's, it's more of a tactical thing. They want to use this as a fucking buffer. Yeah. You know? And then, and so... Coming back from that, this is why this is why the occupation of America gets us, our blood boiling because there was a time when the world would hear our cry for help, and we'd sound the horn. We go, bro, um, they're not like, like we're being screwed over here. Hello. Just think about this, kids. We were Ukraine a hundred years ago. That's all what it comes down to. Think about that. So you know, and that's. And, you know, and that's the thing is, like, I don't support Ukraine as as an American. I support Ukraine as a Hawaiian because mm-hmm. they're, they're that's that's a colonial terror. I know, I know what it's like to be occupied and, and then displaced, occupied mm-hmm. and then displaced. 
All right. Because mm-hmm. Hawaiians are just a different type of refugee. Like, yeah. they, it's the way it's we are indigenous refugees, to coin a phrase. Mm-hmm. You know, because we belong to a part of America that we were native to, but then we immediately got shoved somewhere else. And then, and then the crazy part is, is that it develops a whole different narrative between those two uh, culture within a culture because of like all the colonial problems that come with the mainland. And I could get into all that a whole nother time, but to the point of Restoration Day and recognizing it's a really good thing. But uh-huh. let's see if this. Uh, it, like, I feel that a lot of the current legislator that's active and the, this Democrat lean that's going on in Hawaii, the problem with it is most of it's for show. It's political theater. So it's, it, it's this is great that they want to give us Restoration Day as a holiday, but you know what uh-huh. really good? How about we have Restoration Day 2.0 and you just give us back the country, bro? Ooh, how about that? How about that? That. Easy way out. Yep. How about we give you guys a day, huh? Would you be happy with a day? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy with more than. Mm, <laughs> Let's mm, just give you guys a little you know, day. You should be happy with that. Like, you know what? what? <laughs> mm, mm. Uh, but instead, I'm just gonna give us a moment after these messages and hope uh, I don't have a heart attack from that thought. <laughs> Moving forward. We live in a fast-paced world where many people are too busy to sit down and read books or news articles. But thanks to Newsly, you can now listen to the news you wish you had the time to read. By utilizing AI technology, a natural human voice reads you the news, helping you grasp the information faster and more efficiently. Newsly provides the latest news updates 24-7, letting you browse articles from topics you choose. It even has podcasts, including ours. And listeners of Rabbit Holes can get their first 30 days of premium for free, allowing you to enjoy an ad-free experience by using the special promo code in our episode description. So download Newsly today for free on iOS and Android or visit www.newsly.me so you can stay updated on the things that matter to you. Moving forward. Hi, we're back, Sarah. We're back, we're back. We're back. Guess who's back? We back. And <laughs> and uh, who cares? Because apparently America doesn't care. So in today's mainland and international segment, uh, apparently um, in America's constant effort to rediscover problems it already has but give it new names so that way you can treat mm-hmm. it as a new problem and never solve it so that way in four years when someone else inherits the problem, they too can rename it and call it something new. So um, so uh, the ma- <laughs> this, is wh- this is where I, I like these, these are the moments where we pick fun at the mainstream media. Like there are a lot of things that like the tinfoil hat Republicans will turn around and like, this is why the lamestream media show like, no guys, guys, it doesn't, it doesn't matter which horse you're talking about. NBC, Fox, whatever. They're, they're all the same super conglomerate of bad choices. So let's just, let's just all recognize that like 
when the good news comes from them, the good news comes from them, and when the bad news comes from them, let's give them hell. And so one of the dumbest things that I think that, like, that news isn't helping with is, like, the social conversation of America. Because, okay. like, we live in an age where everything's an op-ed now. You know, it's, everything's an- it's an opinion editorial. It, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 so, like... So the problem is, is like with all this hyperbole lying around, even like the editorial guys are like trying to reinvent the wheel. And so so the interesting Mm -hmm. thing being pushed right now is that there's this idea of there's this new so what wave that's going on with people, you know, because of uh, because of covid, because the economy, because of the elections, because of so. Because of all of these things, the media has decided to say that we're giving this a name and this is the first time this has happened. And which to that I have to say, um, our generation called it DGAF like how many years ago? How many decades ago? I mean, I've been saying DillyGAF since high school. <laughs> DillyGAF, does it look like I give a fuck? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. That you know, ain't new. It's not. Um, so, uh, so for you older folks out there that are like, y- you might understand like this whole so what thing, this new so what wave of like, we don't care about what's going on. The world's already gone to crap. So yeah, just the world's broken. Well, of it, right? I mean, yeah, we, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we you call it, we call that the fuckets. We call that decaf. We call it like I, I just, I, I don't think it's helpful and this goes back to my point of like you know fairness doctrine conversations it's like Mm -hmm. something like this is bad for the national conversation because it promotes that it's a lifestyle you know and so it's like yes how many people do believe this but how many people actually care so should we be reporting this because is this just going to make more people care less you know it, it like yeah. I don't see this as any different as like when you give airtime to a serial killer, because then people are like, "Ooh, there's a terrible thing. Maybe I'm into it," you know, because people mm-hmm. are just gluttons for punishment. So like, yeah, I get. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, but I get how a lot of people are at a point of like, eh, the world's ending every day. So what? And to that, I have to say like, why? Well, like, why? Why are we? Why are we putting our hands up? Why? Why are we? Why are we backing down? <laughs> So much. They're just like, oh, geez, it's just so much to handle. Like, what what direction could we even possibly be in? There's too many problems. So oh, let's just put our hands up in the air, kind yeah. of thing. But I I think it it now comes out of the fact that like we we kind of had our minds erased from spending two years in, indoors, you know. Yeah. So a lot of people's like tolerance for things, you know. I will have to say, uh driving full-time on the mainland post-pandemic mm-hmm. uh you know how many dented cars i've seen on the 15 freeway oh really oh yeah because so, how many people weren't behind the wheel for right. six months eight months mm-hmm. a year two years okay yep. i mean it took toll it took its toll huh? it has it has it, everything atrophies in that time not just yeah. your body we didn't all just like gain 10 covid pounds we also 
maybe lost five IQ points because we didn't mm-hmm. use something that we people, used. That was such a confusing time too, where people are like, no, "I'm just over just worrying and not knowing exactly what's going on and being told one thing but seeing something else and it just constantly happening." People are just like, "I can't handle it. Fuck it." But see, that's that's but that's the problem is that it. Yeah. it if people are recognizing that there's a problem and then they say, fuck it, they're recognizing that one, the problem's there, but then two, why should I solve it? So, uh-huh. like, I, and I think that that's such a colonial notion. Well, I think like, they're thinking that the correct information, you know, like being like, there's so many problems, but I'm not even getting giving the correct information to even process it so how can i attack but we but that's the saddest part because we live we live in a post-1984 country that does not have things like the fairness doctrine anymore so there's no place that actually tells you what you could be doing anymore because they're not required to nobody's required to this is why this is why i'm the unicorn of republicans that loves that loves regulation okay Mm -hmm. because regulation leave leave notes behind Okay, because someone may inherit that job that does that it could be their first time doing that job. If uh-huh. you leave rules in place, then the system protects itself. Yeah. There's rules on the wall. How many things do we do in this world that were put in place by rule makers before us? How to use uh-huh. a machine, how to shoot a camera, how to act, how to sing, yeah. how to dig a uh-huh. ditch, how to plant a tree, how to pick that tree. Every part of that equation has rules and process. Mm-hmm. So if we figured out how to fine tune the engine that was America, how many times over, why yeah. aren't we keeping those regulatory pieces? You know, if you want to really get into like, oorah. I mean, are they lost on purpose so that the people in power can have more power? Yeah, and but make see, more rules and make and shift the rules in their favor. But that's the sad part is there's no like secret cabal. You know, and I know you that the, there's that. I mean, the, but there's no, there's no, there's no kingmakers sitting out there that are like making it like fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so there's there there are systemic problems that have gotten in the way of us going forward, but there are not like a transgenerational room of people that have been sitting on a shadow board. I mean, no, no, but like. Yeah, maybe two assholes in a room owning all the hamburgers in the world, but they're not like figuring out like the psychological effect of owning all the hamburgers in the room. Like mm-hmm. I, that's that that's the ego of the conspiracy theorist thinking that they care way too much about you to want to subjugate you at that level. Human apathy goes both ways. In the same way that everyone gets the fuckets about wanting to tackle the problem, the people who actually like fix larger problems than you can fathom in your lifetime, let alone a day, like they they see the speck of the masses that same way. Mm-hmm. It's like why why should I? they don't care about what we think because if they Everybody's did, got, yeah, and they've got the fuckets, which is making the other people kind of have the fuckets, so then everyone's just having it. Yeah. Just throwing the buckets back and forth. Throwing the buckets back and forth. And you know what? And forward on to the next thing. Um, I got to say, you know what? I've been trying to keep from bringing his royal hininess up. uh, Just because then, like, uh, man. I'm going to have to fit in more time for other candidates because I mentioned his bastard so much. Uh, uh-huh. uh, and I will find things to complain about other people, but 
I will have to say, you know, uh, the diarrhea stain that is Donald Trump on the Republican Party continues as he continues to put his foot in his mouth. Uh, he recently uh, made a statement about how he wished he could have been there during the whole January 6th uh, raiding of the Capitol. What? Yeah. He wished he was. He wished he was in the crowd with those people. Ooh. Yeah. What? Yeah, but he but he said terrible things like this before. But he's also like he's trying to. This is the same time that he's also being investigated, folks, for like all of his January sixth collusion. And right now they're tr trying to track down all his burner phones because there's a really good chance he has burn. And he's like, I don't even know what a burner phone is. What's this weird burner phone? And it's like. Damn it, you lying son of a bitch. Because we all know that in your first 100 days, you had 20 burner phones just to get on Twitter because your staff kept taking your phone away. <laughs> there were articles about this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. There, there was so President much coverage. That's hilarious. Yeah. So there was a lot of coverage on the first 100 days of the Trump presidency. And one of the most common things on all sides was how often uh, – They'd take his phone away because he'd be spending more time on Twitter. He was the Twitter tweeter in chief. He spent more time on Twitter than he spent on the country. That's insane. That's why I don't care about anything he said or he's promised because he didn't give us he didn't give us better taxes. He raised he everybody's just taxes. On social media. And then he just <laughs> complained on social media and then he wrote like fifty or some odd executive orders and then he just slapped. He he was he was a slumlord. That's all he was. He came in and he flipped a house like 90% under market cost. That's what he did. And then he sold it back to us. He's like, oh, you got walls you need to patch? I'm going to patch them. And then we come back and we find out he just put like packing peanuts in there. Mm. You know? That's, yeah. It's just, it's not, it's oh. not, it's, why did we vote for this guy? So he's not he's not making any he's not making any good case for uh moderates. He's not making any good case for sensible Republicans right now. Like the, the verbal diarrhea of his appealing to he's I really think he's trying to activate this QAnon base harder, but I don't think he I, he realizes that he's disenfranchising a lot of people and that base is falling apart. Especially mm -hmm. since, like, there's a lot of word of the Freedom Convoy splitting up now because half of the, uh, the, the movement wants to bring it back to California and then the other half of it thinks they, would, they should be staying in Washington, D.C. 24-7 because it sounds like they're trying to get ready for another January 6th type of thing. No way. Yeah. They're going to do it again? That's what's going on in all the channels, you know? And I'm just... I'm just commenting on what i've seen and especially uh -huh. for how much and they're getting really disenfranchised with trump like truth social like everybody's like why isn't he on here like he complained so much about being deplatformed and then he got this app made and he's not on it not on it that's weird you're on it right you said that you're on it yep i'm not gonna is tell anybody what my screen popular? name is but it's more popular as this is going no like, no it's a complicated no. shithole it takes forever to get logged in it takes forever for your posts to go up because i'm not gonna say the t-word because they literally call your post truths your truthing every time that you tweet or post essentially wow. yeah and so the that like just like uh-uh no 
That's to, to me as a sensible moderate. That's that's not no. That's, no. that's not good for the health of social media. If you have Absolutely. a platform that's a yeah, you know, and that's it goes back to another problem I have with the boomer generation. That that you ever get when they when they try to disarm you with the whole well that's your truth. Oh yeah. I hate it. it's like no, there are there are facts and then there are lies and misinformation. Okay? <laughs> so was this a fact or was this not a fact? I'm not dealing with that's your truth. I'm dealing well, it's you a will, fact. It's a it yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. So that's, fact that's, to fact, you have to face those things. That's the only way we get better. That's the only way we're gonna recognize the problems. All right. And speaking to people who can't recognize the problems, it turns out the European Union is not going to fully ban Russian coal imports just yet. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We all want to give Disney shit for showing up three three weeks too late on the whole "Don't Say Gay" bill, like funding money thing, but like. All of our European allies are still giving, still buying coal from Russia. And, wow. and they're not going to quit until probably the end of summer. So that means, that means Putin's got more than enough money in his coffers to go to war as long right. as he wants to. Which, what the hell? What do you mean? What the, I mean, well, think about this. Uh, how much is American news covering the fact that they are murdering people in the streets right now? Who's murdering people on the street? Russians are lining up Ukrainians in the streets in murder squads. So if you care to pay attention to international news right now, like, it's a whole different... Like, America's so caught up in its bullshit. Yeah. Like, this is exactly where we were with Operation Iraqi Freedom. This is exactly where we were with Desert Storm. This is exactly where we were with Vietnam. We barely half-assed did anything right. We let... We're assholes. We are assholes, and we let assholes do assholish things. That's the problem is like half, half, half the constituency of America thinks that Russia's is totally cool. Really? Yeah. That's the hat. Like there's a good chance that for every one person that's listening right now, there at least one other person is pro Russia. Oh, yeah. That's just a thing. And, and I, and I will have to say that historically there's only like probably like 100 or 200 collective years you could be pro-Russia because they've been a naughty boy for most of their existence. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. just, it, it's when you kind of found your country on some like heinously evil and deceiving doctrines and stuff like, and that's why like they give communism a bad name because they used all these raw, terrible elements. They didn't refine it into a machine. They just mm-hmm. used it to employ force over people. And now, like, the youngest part of the, like, pro-Putin generation is finally like, no, nah, fucks these with Alti Hirbrowski. And they're just, they're checking out now. So, like, he's pissing off the kids. Like, they don't even want to stick around and protest anymore. They're like, let's just, let's just leave Russia, and then it'll just be empty. And maybe we'll come back. <laughs> or maybe not. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so at this point, like, I got to say that, like, for... For Biden actually, like, stripping everything down as fast as he did for as much as we, like, tried to, you know, we may be paying $6.25 a gallon at the pump, but at least we're not those guys. Exactly. Remember that, you know, and and here's another thing in extension to think of, because then maybe, like, you know, people come around, you know, I, I uh, out of functionality, 
I was never a uh, an Apple guy because I've always been a PC power user. Like I've always mm-hmm. been a, a Windows Linux guy, and in tandem. And so, like to me, there were a lot of cases of like Android phones made sense to me because of you know how accessible <laughs> it was to all the other data in the world because of the platform it was on. Well. Mm-hmm. Who's one of the largest suppliers of Android phones? I don't know who. Samsung, right? You know, so Android, uh-huh. so Samsung is okay. like one of the next biggest brands next to Apple, right? Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got an iPhone. Do you know how many billions of dollars Samsung makes off of the Department of Defense contracts? No, no. Way too many. Way too many. So just remember that essentially, anytime that you buy a Samsung phone, you're also buying a ballistic missile. Ah. Yeah. But then also think about this. For every time you buy an iPhone, how many children died mining the gold? What? Yeah. Where do you think gold <gasps> comes from? We have, like, next to no gold left in mines anywhere in the world except Africa. Your computer, your car, all uh, these things. The HDMI cable that connects your projector at your backyard barbecue. That's got a gold conductor in it. Where the fuck do you think that gold comes from? There's a seven-year-old kid who has to scrape a hillside in Africa to pull out small chunks every day and hopefully mold down into one ingot so his family can eat for the week. And that, that's, that's why an iPhone costs $1,200 is because it costs about the soul of a child to make it. Yeah. Oh, God, when you put it like that. Oh. This, is why, this is why, like, if I buy a laptop, I own it for, like, 10 years. If I buy a phone... Like, it's going to be, like, five, seven years. Like, everybody's like, iPhone 13's out. I'm like, bro, this iPhone 12, this is the first iPhone I've ever bought because I had to come to, like, being consciously okay for trading. Uh, do I buy the Samsung that pilots the missiles that shoot the children, or do I buy the iPhone that tells the children to mine the parts for the phone? So one phone kills the children actively, and then one employs children. To- yeah, and think about that. Where I, Like, if you get tomatoes in America, most of your tomatoes come from slave farms in America that still exist yeah. this day. Okay? So every time you enjoy that tomato, someone's in bondage. Okay? People want to try to pull the whole, like, racism's over or fucking slavery's over. It's not. Go to a freaking farm in Florida. Yeah. Okay? They have literally pulled people out of chains in U-Haul trucks. Okay? This is and this is in a modern era. This is in the two thousands. Back, I went to. Um, I love this restaurant in L.A. And every time I would go to L.A., I'd go to this restaurant. Come to find out, like they were trafficking uh, people from Mexico in this restaurant, and like the restaurant got found out, and they closed it down. And I was just like, "What? Like a restaurant that I loved and would go every time I would go to L.A. I was supporting." These people that were trafficking, like, oh, my God, it's it's in our backyards and we don't even know it. Oh, yeah. Well, we do know it, but. No, well, and the sad part is, is we do, we know it and we statistically know where it is. But again, we've run away with the conspiracies because, like, half of the conservatives out there believe in that whole save the children movement thing and all that adrenochrome crap. So they think that, like, they're fighting some evil cabal in Hollywood that's out to, like, enslave all oh, the children. Oh, the, like, the blood stuff? Is yes, yes, blood yeah. It's power. so crazy that they believe in that crap. Meanwhile, there's real trafficking going on in the world. Yeah. Meanwhile, And then the crazier part is, is, like, 
it's I mean, and a lot of those people that are involved in that, the mm, those are far more powerful nonpartisan people than you would think. It's not a matter of left or right on that one. It's it's how wrong those people are that are doing it. But I mean, over two hundred forty thousand women and children are trafficked a year. Two hundred forty thousand trafficked a year in America, inside of America, by other Americans. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot in Hawaii no. too. Well, and no. Get to other places so yeah. easy from Hawaii. So well, then the crazier statistic is how many how many of the people that put them into bondage were their own family, and that's that's normally up until recently that's normally been a second world problem. Like mm-hmm. maybe if you grow up in Guatemala or like in in, in Chile or something like yeah. that, in like the slums. That maybe one day, like after your mother died, your uncle had to sell you because he works in the mine and he's an alcoholic. But like in America, it's we now have everywhere from wealthy elites to like poor country bumpkins. It's across the gamut. You have people who are down on luck that sell their children. You have people that do it for entertainment that are rich that just do it. It's crazy. And what and and it's crazy that like all of this stuff just is slowly seeping to the surface now because people got comfortable these past two years just being their self and hiding, and now we're seeing a lot of people's darker side come out because they're okay with that because they didn't they didn't have that social barrier every day telling yeah. them to hold it at bay. Yeah, we've both kind of been desensitized a little bit, huh? Yep. With everything. We're like, wait, is this bad? I don't know. I, I haven't had anybody to uh, be a soundboard, so maybe it isn't that bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm. mentally, we're not good. And physically, it turns out we're even worse, as it turns out that uh, microplastics, all those lovely PFKs that have been floating in the water, that have been now coming up through the, the trenches of the earth. And so now it's the point to where, you know, it's not only killing the mantis shrimp kids, it's in our lungs. Yeah. Like it's now showing up. And so that means like we're getting this as particulates from steam that we inhale. We're getting this from water. We're getting this from surf. We're get, it's enough in our systems that it's getting into our water supply. Wow. And so now you've got tiny little amounts of plastic floating in your body. Everybody in the world... Y'all got cancer on some level. Though. Yeah, for real. This is We're your gonna... this is your Proposition 65 warning from the state of California. This podcast may or may not be known to cause cancer. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see those when you're in California? Yeah. Yeah, they put those Prop 65 warnings on, the, on things, uh-huh. and they're just like, this may or may not cause cancer. May or may not. <laughs> and this may or may not be a message from our sponsors. Moving forward. Did you receive a call or message that mentioned Social Security and demanded immediate action? Did the caller know your Social Security number or other personal information and tell you that your Social Security number had been used in connection with a crime? Did you feel worried that your social security number might be suspended, your bank account might be frozen or seized, or you could be arrested? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, demand your personal information, or instant payment, email or text you pictures or documents, or use a real government official's name to gain your trust. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, 
prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they're hard to trace. Don't be fooled. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to the Social Security Administration Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Moving forward. We have returned from the Mesa's. Yep, yep. Word up. So, folks. It's now come to that time where we just talk about even sillier things. Well, and isn't everything we talk about really silly? Because at the end of the day, I mean, either you're from the camp of existence is meaningless or existence is fruitful and multitudinous and needs to be protected. Either way, um, when, even when comparing them to just that vague dichotomy, like, this is this is very, like, the things that first world people care about on a daily basis you know i think mm-hmm. you know I, I think that's why like we entice you with the idea that there's gonna be candy at the end of every episode by like either talking about the silly shit you're into but you know kids it's gonna be a healthy balance of like this is not this is not the lucky charms podcast if you want that go listen to like ever trending story those guys are awesome that's that's a that's a free plug like I just listened to them. I wasn't paid to tell you that. But if you want to like hear the news told by a bunch of people who turn it into a LARP. So like if you want the news explained as a live action role play filk song, yeah. That sounds amazing. Do you know what filk is? Huh? No. Fil- I've never heard of Filk is fictional folk music. Fictional folk music. Okay. So it's like telling us No, story. so it's like so like Imagine a universe where we live in Dungeons and Dragons and now Neil Young writes a song. Oh. Exactly. Fun. Yeah. So that's like that's like <laughs> the story of the bard right there. Like it's you yeah. know, so these are these are real life bards that turn around and like sing songs about dragons and elves and like maidens of far away. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I have known to go to a few Filk concerts in my time. I'm I'm a nerdy little kid when it comes to stuff like that. I mean, come on, my first concert, my dad, the first concert I went to at 13, my dad took me to see Sticks and Bad Company. It was over after that. Like, yeah, no, that's the kind of thing. Like, and then after that was what, a whole bunch of Filk concerts at conventions, and then Kenny Chesney. He was a really good showman. But anyways, I digress. Talking about silly shit. It's the silly shit part of the hour. So, um, hey, um, it's been kind of like in the bubbling discussion lately. Cancel culture. Is it Cancel. real? Is it enforceable? Like, Americans want to know, Sarah. What do you know? Well, well, I think, I don't think cancel culture really exists. I think it's more of let's silence them for a little bit and like put them in time out for a little bit until we forget and then they just kind of reappear. Because that's what it seems like things are happening, right? Yeah. Well, and I think... But then it's like after a few years, they kind of just reappear. And sometimes it's forgotten of like why they got canceled in the first place. I think we should like go to Reddit for this. Because like I think like in times like this when people need like a specific set of rules for enforcement, like you got to go to a tribunal. And the best hive mind, like I'd let the nerds on Reddit figure it out. Cause they, mm-hmm. they would, they would like all, all the minds on Reddit. If you went, Hey, what, what would be like, 
like the if if cancel culture had legal proceedings and time uh-huh. time served and all that shit like what would it be you know because i yeah. think i think about that part of cancel culture a lot because that's gonna it's kind of about one of our main topics for the pop culture portion and uh also some other people because you know like will smith was recently crying like oh my god they're gonna cancel me i don't want to get canceled don't take away bel-air you know mm-hmm. like he's worried because you know what he he recognizes he doesn't have that scary gravitas of power that like bill cosby had that he could scare 70 women in the news media into just lying exactly. for him you know Different time. Right now we well, have Well, that media. and I mean, even oh. though Will Smith may have drank some of that uh, Scientology Kool Aid for a while because of Jada, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but even then, not as no, not not a terrible human being for as far as I maybe a little braggadocious, maybe a little hot headed, maybe needs huh? to learn how to fucking go to therapy so he could talk to his wife better. Absolutely, uh, but outside of having. The same old keeping up with the Joneses psychological problems of your average American male. Like, I don't think that he's, you know, on a scale, on a scale of one to Cosby, he's like a Michael Jordan, you know? So, like, yeah. Because it's like, yes, cancel culture is good where it, it gives repercussions to people that do something that's just not okay. But then again, I think that it's kind of like there should be some kind of line, right? People should be punished uh, by the degree of what they've done. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that this, you know, cancel culture is almost in a way bullying and could in a way kind of uh, be really kind of like self-destructive, you know? It's well, going to make people... Afraid to even speak their mind. Cancel culture is just the new term for tribal shunning. We have been shunning since the dawn of time. Okay. Yeah. So how we do said shunning, that's it's that's a craft. You want to learn how to ghost someone, shun someone, or give someone an ice, talk to your auntie. All right. (laughs) Because oh man, you want to learn I I I learned from some cold hot theaters, I tell you. Like, no, like, you know, that's Women no, well, my auntie was the first one to tell me my auntie was the first one to tell me Hawaiians had the warmest hearts, but the coldest shoulders. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's best you stay on the right side. So you stick close to their heart. You're always going to be fine. But you get close enough to that shoulder. Ice, bro. That's very uh, Puerto Rican, too. (laughs) Sorry. I got interrupted by my Amazon Alexa. It, for some reason, thought I was talking to. (sighs) Yeah, but I didn't even set it to Alexa. I set it to Ziggy because it has a Ziggy feature. Oh, now mine's going off, too, because because I... Yeah. Uh, Let's hope I didn't pick that up. I will Uh, fix that some. What were we talking about right before that moment? um, We were talking about shunning. Shunning, yeah. It's a very Puerto Rican thing for Puerto Rican women are very good. Every culture calls it something different. And and many cultures that are still attached to the more ancient values of the old world pre-colonialism, they know how to use shunning correctly. Mm -hmm. Okay, Americans, because Americans don't have culture, that's the problem. (laughs) No, they don't. That's that's why white that's why white versus black exists. All right. It exists because you've stripped all those people of their heritage and then you gave them a value assessed by the color of the meat. And mm-hmm. I said, the white meat, dark meat, get in the line. Yep. And then segregation occurred. So then you have a blank slate. 
You have warm mashed potatoes for two centuries. So you have people who are told to assimilate. Uh-huh. So they don't so what do they do? They reject all the values of their heritage and their culture. And, yep, they, and they take and then they all. invent stupid ones to replace it. And that's how you get Easter. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You know where the rabbits come from in Easter? No, where they come from. Well, it's it's an ancient pagan holiday. That's where oh, and I, even the name. Even the name. Wait, wait, Yo- Yoster. Yes, Yoster. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, but that that's your rant. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, which I mean, we are like a Sunday away from from uh from uh, Easter Sunday. I totally forgot it's a late it's late Sunday this year. I you know, as an atheist, I'm a bad Catholic. I I'm not a practicing Catholic, but I do kind of remember my Catholic math and this mm-hmm. year's we we have a late Easter because we had late penance this year. So oh. Yeah. No, that's well, and that's why Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is Fat Tuesday. And then you mm-hmm. ask Wednesday, and then you're like, all right, nothing. It's time for Lent. Yep. And then and then one day you grow up and you give up Lent for Lent. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I kinda I kinda thought that was like the the me laughing at the world uh, atheist thing to do. And then like ten years later, I'm like, you know what? I may not be a Catholic anymore, but like I could totally do Lent because it's a good way of like getting bad habits out of your system. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Because so here's the interesting thing about the amount of days. Yeah, because it only takes like 20 days to kick a habit, right? Mm-hmm. And then like Lent is like 30, 40 days. So it's like over the amount, you know? So like you're guaranteed to lose the habit. Mm-hmm. So there's even some kind of like scientist, scientific usefulness <laughs> there. Yeah. But anyways, back to the subject of canceling. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> the problem is, is Americans don't know how to execute tribal shunning because they don't have a uh-huh. tribe. They're uh-huh. too busy trying to decide what color the tribe is instead of just like going, hey, if we're really a melting pot, we have to absorb all these cultural values. And guess yeah. what? If we embraced all the cultural values before we assess the color of our skin, then we'd realize that we already know this practice and we know how to put it into practice. Mm-hmm. So, like, realistically, I think that there, yeah, I, I dig you on the on the sense of like, where where's the what's the statute on canceling? What's the what's the actual like judgment? What's your time served? Because like, here's the thing, um, when we when like white America started coining cancel culture as as as, as a mainstream thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I, I feel as a person of color, like w- we still do tribal sh- shunning pretty well because like my grandfather, he walked into uh, Jerome's furniture right after Vietnam and he had his uh, he had uh, he had all his pay from going out to war and not dying. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wanted to buy new furniture. He sat in that furniture store for an hour. Even at points in time, there were no other customers in the store, and the white customers would show up, and they would walk right past him. He would go up, ask for help. Oh, we'd be right with you. And they'd pass him. Pass him. So then he went back on base, and he bought all of his furniture on base at an ugly-ass furniture store on base. Mm-hmm. Because at least they would treat him like a human being over there. 
Mm-hmm. I have never bought furniture from Jerome's in San Diego because that, if that's how they're going to receive our veterans, as they're going to receive my grandfather, that's how they're going to receive Hawaiians that they probably thought was Mexicans or something. I mean, shit, my grandmother, when she was uh, putting in time on the East Coast in the Marine Corps back back during that era, like she said they just lumped them in with, with black folk. Yeah. It was just, you're, you just... You're just you're brown. Like, any kind of shade of brown, well, you're just brown. Well, and they wouldn't count us as Asian because they didn't know really what a Mexican was, kind of, because they weren't like really enslaving them because like España already had enough control of that. So like that was their own like enslaving themselves game, you know. But but no, so like we we've kind of detached ourselves from like tribal shunning. We've created mm-hmm. this superficial system. And there's no enforcement. Like, cause yeah. I, cause like, look, case in point, Kevin Spacey. Look how fast he is already making movies again. Two years. Yeah. How, how much, how much rape did they, like, has been described to date? How many to the point of like, and then, and then on top of that, how recent the allegations are and how well so founded they are. Slap in the face. It's so recent that it's yeah, like, that wait, kid in Nova Scotia. Yeah already so quickly yeah yeah well it well it's because he went he went to italy so he's not making movies and that's the thing so then does american canceling is that even respected abroad because then the italians are like oh we did not hear that the kevin spacey was canceled ah we take it back and then maybe maybe they take it back but nobody takes america seriously so they what is he in trouble for we don't know we go make it a movie (laughs) and it's like because all of our our news media doesn't care about i mean i mean seriously like look what they did to chaplin they threw chaplin out of this country for being a communist before throwing him out of this country for being a pedophile i don't know wait who's chaplin charlie chaplin i don't know this one this story one of the greatest american actors of all time from the you've never i I don't know the story of him Mm -mm. no but you're aware of charlie chaplin though yeah, yeah, I'm yeah okay. About how many teenage girls he either raped or got pregnant during his tenure as a celebrity? Oh, I didn't know. Oh that. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like he like and these were regular things that came to trial. Like wow. like in the public view, like Chaplin gets 14-year-old girl knocked up all in the courtroom and in the papers today. Yeah, and they reported it because back then you could say all the shit like that about men in the papers and men would just be like, "Yep, just another Tuesday." Oh, yep. God. Exactly. So, like, nobody cared about that. But then the second yeah. that, like, he could be a communist sympathizer, we're like, get him out of here. So, like, really, did, you know, you want... It just... Yeah, right. Yeah. That's why I felt that, like, that Roman Polanski was just such a, like... Yeah, okay, cool. No, you should have just, like... You should have put him in freaking Guantanamo or freaking mm-hmm. Monterey. Okay, go put him in the shoe at Monterey. All right, just make him sit in there and stare at like twelve feet of space for the rest of his life, cause he's fucking crazy. All right, yeah, no, just no, 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 no. But so it's so getting back to that point of like, okay, so if it's something you do, but nobody takes you to court, but then the court of public opinion decides to pass judgment on you, then mm-hmm. what should it be? So yeah. like, nobody's been successful to pin down Kevin Spacey. But we get enough in civil suits. And civil suits are just a monetary admission of guilt. Because here's mm-hmm. the thing. 
if you were like, I have to say that any time that fans come to like fight on behalf of a celebrity they don't know, here's the thing: if someone has enough integrity to fight something, they're gonna fight it. Okay, you really want to get into like the psychological uh, like of a good human being, like they're gonna fight it. Mm-hmm. All right, but like. It's not going to be in a way to just, like, throw it all. Just it just the way that, like, people like Spacey, even, like, dare I say it, the Michael Jackson camp responded to everything. And it's just, like, I'm not – nothing ever convinces me that, like, these people are ever going to serve penance for the things that they've done. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. – and, and we, we create new rules for celebrities all the time. What can yeah. you do as a celebrity, you know? So then it's like, how much celebrity does, like, Whoopi Goldberg said, Will Smith's not canceled. And if everybody's favorite, you know, like, interdimensional space being, Whoopi Goldberg, black mom, like, you know, token everything to us, uh, says that he's not canceled, he's probably not canceled. Yeah. You know? You know? I mean. Two toxic man, guys duked it out. And that's that's, you know. And then that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> I will have to say that this is uh, like another terrible case of overreporting black on black crime, though. Because like for for how many how many dumb things like this do white people do to each other all day? And we're like, yeah, whatever. And then it's like, Will Smith, you need to reconsider your whole life. And it's like, didn't we just watch the Kardashians do things like this like for six seasons? Isn't this just like? Another episode of the Jersey Shore, like having, it's true. Didn't I grow up watching Donahue and Geraldo? <laughs> like, yeah. So I mean, there, there's a certain degree that, like, I guess we as a public, we we have to figure out, like, okay, so like Louis C.K. Louis C.K. wins the Grammy for best comedy album. So like, yeah. Stone. This just happened where he. Assumed- yeah, and and it's most. I if we're gonna even like if we're gonna even get to like here if there was like a term for sentence, okay. So it's just like I mean, like even supposing that like the number is closer to the real number and not like half of the real number, then suppose let's just say a baker's dozen of women complain, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So then, if this was a real crime which it is a real crime to show off your yeah. wing-wang in public to people, yeah. how, how, how much time do you serve and how, how many fines do you pay for, for indecent exposure? Yeah, and it's okay. not just about so then, indecent exposure. It's that he was in a position of power. He was. Over, and which then, made and it just, just more malicious yeah. and more criminal, you know? He was taking advantage. It wasn't just him being a sicko. It was him being a manipulative, malicious sicko. Yeah. Because he's a grown-ass man, so there's no, it's a joke. No, you don't, no, that is not a joke. Can you tell it in church? No, so you can't tell it at work. Yeah, and I just think it was really messed up. Like, it was a well-known thing in the in the, in the the community for, for comedians. That it was like, oh, that's what he does. He likes to pleasure himself in, you know, in front of women. Ah, that's just him. So it was brushed off to the side for many years. That's also what makes it even more, like, so it got brushed off to the side, and then when they came out, they then he gets canceled, and then two years later, it's totally fine. It's really just, I mean, it is a slap in the face to those women. 
a hundred percent. Oh, it and was, I think yeah. I think the Grammys should have some kind of like some kind of rules to like some kind of decency rules and like some kind of ethics to say, you know, what, we're not going to have people run and they cannot win these awards if they just did that, especially in their own like community as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and and it doesn't help the 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 health of of their their own communities either. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, it it really because like now what happens what happens for all the guys that look up to Lucy K that have yeah. a tendency to be more douchey, you know, like mm -hmm. they're going to turn around and be like, Oh, well I guess. All right. So I can, yeah. uh, yeah. So how, how many rapes makes you a Cosby? How many wing wang showings makes you a Louie? And then, yeah. you know, and then how many, you know, and then that, and then the worst part is like, I mean, Look! Look how fast Kevin Spacey got left let off the hook because all of it was homosexual based activity. Mm-hmm. Because homosexual victims are taken less serious. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's even harder. It's hard. Like more than ninety percent of rapes go unreported in America because mm -hmm. of how much it's handled. Yes, because male dominant it culture. Like this yeah. is coming from a dude whose mom works in the police system, whose family are bureaucrats, who just like no, I would like this stuff, seeing this stuff, like in storage, like learning about these things, it's it's insane. Mm -hmm. It's it's just like and, and so then there's no one there's there's no one making any any sensible like accountability for yeah. any of this. No. No, and 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 Louis C.K. likes situation. I definitely think he should be canceled, but I don't. I do think the cancel culture, though. I mean, I mean, we're putting all these celebrities on a pedestal, right? And we're like, they have to be so perfect. I think too, we need to just like they're humans too. I think it's kind of to just wrong somebody and then cancel them for something like maybe they did twenty years ago, like something that they said. You know, I think mm -hmm. there should be kind of line where it's like okay we can't we have to let people be human as well yeah and we people do. okay mistakes and know that they're not going to like pay for a mistake that they've actually learned from because then people aren't gonna speak their mind we're not going to get people's opinions people are going to be afraid to talk and if people are afraid to talk then conversations can't happen like yeah. let's say i i'm wrong in something but i still want to voice it if I voice it, I can learn from somebody. If I'm too scared to voice my opinion, I'm gonna take that nasty opinion to the grave yeah. and never able to have to be to grow. So I mean, there's this weird balance that I think that needs to happen when it comes to cancel culture. Yeah, you but know? I but I feel that like this hasn't changed in decades. Like, because the funny part is, is like we're acting like it's a new thing, and it's like, well, I, I think it's just I feel so that we could turn back the clock. <laughs> Hear me yeah, out on but this the one. difference is it's being handled differently just because of like social media. Is, you no, know, like is our you conversation could publicly shun somebody like you could like I could not publicly shun some a celebrity before and have my words be heard. But now people, anybody can kind of be heard, you know? So I think it's uh, changed. To a degree. I mean, yeah, especially since like we grew up in a you know in a in the post-truth age, so you have mm -hmm. a lot less representation of people's thoughts. But, like, I, like, to a degree, though, like, I feel like we're having the same conversation that, like, radio shows were having about Ted Danson. 
What was that? When he when uh, not, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg's ex husband, the, the nice place guy. Oh, what did he do? I don't. He I don't did blackface at the Oscars. Oh. Yeah. He did. Yeah. So like, and then it was just like, is he canceled? But he's married to a black lady. Is he? Yeah. We we we've had co- conversations like this in culture before. Like, I mean. Hell, country music has this conversation all the time when it comes to the Hank Williams family. Because, mm-hmm. like, all three generations of the Williams were just, like, the most racist people on the planet, yet they're, like, grand old Opry pedigree history. And, like, Hank 2 and Hank 3 literally had, like, they got even more debased than, like, at least he had, like, public decorum, you know? He was mm-hmm. that, like classic southern racist to a degree of like he could be racist to your face without having to say nasty things but you could feel the venom coming off of him but Uh whereas his kids would like literally like write songs about how to ship him back wow yeah exactly like that's that's how that's really like eh. so like i mean american culture's pretty much had this in place since we've had yellow news coverage of celebrities and people in the social sphere. So, I mean, it's kind of a, it's, and I mean, really, it's the only way to hold our heroes accountable. Mm. You know, how, how, how do the adoring fans keep someone accountable? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely need to hold people accountable, but I think that at some point we do need to realize like these people are just people, you know, like, I don't know. I, I've made mistakes. Yeah. I think everybody's made mistakes, so oh, I'm, I definitely believe like like there should be repercussion for what people do. But at some point, I think it 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 overflows to like bullying and kind of just like I attacking. Don't, I don't people. know about that though. Probably, I don't. I don't. Mistakes? I'm I mean, not. It depends on what mistake is you know. I'm not entirely sure if if I would side with the whole calling it bullying factor because I, I, as being a a person of color, mm-hmm. to where I I have always had to live to a higher ethical standard than my than my white peers. Well, me too. Yeah, yeah, because we're the first person in the room that they're gonna blame for stealing something. Well, exactly, and I've always felt like like even in just in school, like you have to be smarter, you gotta be faster just to get looked at, you know, just exactly. to be recognized. 20 times better than the white person just to be on the same level as that. Yeah. So I totally get that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, I feel like sometimes it, it goes a little bit too far. And I, but I think it's because of social media. Like I feel like sometimes people can, it gets to a point of bullying, you know? Yeah, no, I think that some people get over canceled. Like you have someone who yeah, says okay, something. Yeah, okay, yeah. Overly overly done where it's like okay it's something bad but you know what they're learning from their mistakes they owned up to it because it's always about how somebody handles bad behavior as well you know absolutely interesting interesting concept though it is and i think that like especially now with like coming back on like that because you remember like james gunn nearly lost his job for like a 10 year old tweet Mm -hmm. you know yeah and, yeah. then, and then everybody had to go, oh, well, yeah, James Gunn did grow up, and he's kind of a good guy, so I guess he already served his time. Yeah. Uh, go make a DC Comics movie and then come back, and you're uncanceled. You know? And then is he was he really canceled? No. Like, I feel no. like Joss Whedon, canceled. Rightfully so. Keep him there. Fuck that <laughs> guy. 
Like that guy, <laughs> done. Like I'm never gonna watch Buffy again. I can't. Like that. That was my Harry Potter as a kid. Like everybody else uh-huh. was in the Harry Potter, I was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, all of that stuff. Like I looked up to Joss Whedon so damn much. And then for all, like, and I used him as a template for like trying to be a man who could respectfully write female characters. And then uh-huh. only find out that it's just a formula shtick that he learned, and that he treats women like shit. You know, and like I don't care if he's like the best husband ever. The fact of the matter is, it when you treat women on set the way you do it doesn't matter how good of a husband or how good of a father you are how you act to other people if you're shitty you're shitty exactly (laughs) exactly but so like so interesting thing to tie into all this is that twitter is now wiping embeds of deleted tweets so before you could embed somebody's tweet to essentially keep a backup copy of it Mm -hmm. because it would keep the text data yeah and now um, Twitter's made it to where if you delete your tweet, then all the embeds delete behind it. Huh, interesting. So, uh, what, what do you think about that? Because then people can say whatever they want and just be like, oh, it's your word against mine. There's no proof of actually looking it up. So, Well, to a degree, mm-hmm. I'm kind of okay with this because, you know, you can, po- you can predate uh, photos on Facebook and posts on yeah. Facebook. If you wanna if you wanted to make a post for, you know, uh January first, two thousand twelve, you can. Mm-hmm. You know, you can backdate a post. So it's like mm. so if you want to create fake history, you can already do it on the internet. Mm, you know? I see. So then it so deleting history is just another feature of the internet as far as things are yeah. concerned. Yeah. So I uh, I I will say though, in the end, like I don't I don't think it's entirely like it entirely matters in the end because uh, we're the generation that screenshots everything. So, yeah, that's, so it's like doesn't matter if you delete it. I already screenshotted it. I already screenshotted it, it bro. So like, <laughs> you know, yeah. And you can you can try to tell people all you want that it's fake, but there's 40 other people on Reddit who already screenshotted it too. Yep. Yep, so yep, yep. it's no, 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 no. You know what? All yeah, right. Really? I, I think I think we've rambled enough about like how we feel about cancellation. How about we send off on some some pleasant thoughts? How about things that we don't want to cancel? Uh, what okay. you been watching? What you watch? Oh, so I saw Waterman, the documentary about um the Duke. About Duke Hanamoku, the, Duke. the man. Oh my God. Much more awesome than I already thought he was. Yeah, like, so was so well done, and like, there's. I think that it's really going to open people's eyes to just what a phenomenal human being the Duke was. They really like, don't realize how how much Duke was. Uh, how much he did what he did? Yeah, how no. he did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, spoke the way he just presented himself. It was he was just the epitome of aloha, you know, just love, respect, and he he did well in his life. He is a legend. It was such a good movie. We hey, there there wouldn't be essentially like half of the like summer Olympics if it weren't for him. Like, yeah. Yeah. Surfing. He's, there would not be the surfing Olympics if it wasn't for the Duke. That was his dream to get surf into the Olympics. 
Yeah, no, yeah, well, not only surf, but he he's he introduced uh he introduced swimmers to like what is now evolved into standard freestyle swimming. So that mm. standard like arm over arm motion where you actually yeah. like keep your nose above the water and everything, like mm. how most you know, island kids are taught how to swim. So it was, it was very, like, <laughs> yeah, that's well, just how I swam and felt good and yeah. felt it in the water kind of so thing. And I was I, oh, beautiful. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, here was uh, produced by Jason Momoa. So he's part of the, yeah, yeah. the producing Iterated. team on that one. Super stoked about that. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah, I definitely like to see, like, I, I'm more interested in, like, the trials and tribulations phase. Like, especially uh-huh. when, like, going back to the Olympics and then losing. And then, uh, and then like, you want something interesting? Like, watch the episode of This Is Your Life. Oh. You remember that they show? Have, they, 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 they do that. Yeah. Did they, they show bring it? that back. That's what they, that's kind of like, well, I don't want to give it away. But I guess it's not really given away because it's, like, the first few minutes they show it. Yeah, they kind of use that, um, hit that him from that show. To to backtrack of like all of the really it, it was it was really really well done wow yeah wow mm-hmm. I'm mm, interesting you gotta see it that's one that's like ooh you gotta go see that one well dig it uh, anything else you seeing I yesterday I saw the new Sonic with my daughter um, portion of it was filmed on Oahu. I actually auditioned for that movie. So it's always cool to like watch the movie and be like, oh, try to pick out the character that you auditioned, you know, for, which I think the character got cut. But um, yeah, it was with Jim Carrey. Um, I forgot what the other actors' names are, but it was it was a cute movie. I loved I loved the first Sonic. So I was pretty stoked about the second one coming out. Dig it. Dig yeah. it. How about you? Did you see anything recently? Uh, I I finally caught up on the thing about Pam on NBC. I want to see. It's it's Renee Zellweger's best role in a long time. Well, she doesn't I, even look like she. I, I didn't realize it was Renee Zellweger when I first saw. She like, really she and this is coming from someone I thought like I watched me some Dateline. Okay, uh-huh. so like. So when this whole thing happened the first time, I was watching. And then when the podcast came out, I listened to it. And so then when they yeah. announced this movie, I was just excited. That I was just like, cool, they're going to do a Pam Hupp movie. Series. A series shit. Oh, my God. And then it was like, wow, Blumhouse is doing this with Dateline co-producing? This is going to be great. And then they were like, right. Renee Zellweger. And I was like, whoa, shit. they like, throwing out all the stops. So, like, yeah. it's, like, yeah. Right. Anything in years, right? I haven't really seen her doing anything, so it's it's really cool that she's uh, making her comeback in mm-hmm. something that's you know already having really great reviews. Yeah, no, I'm I'm digging it. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Um, uh, there there is now like I I'm kind of like interested even more in it now is the the secrets of the Playboy Mansion show. Um, after they wrapped their 10th episode, cause it was, it was only promised to be like a 10 part series. Mm-hmm. The second that like, I guess like episode seven aired and like more women came forward. Oh, really? And they're like, let's get you on the show. So then now there's like this talking after show that's kind of spawned out of it. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, 
Yeah, it's got what? these very like. What was that? Where, what platform is that? Where is that, that streaming on? That's on Annie. So you got, so you got to either okay. have a cable subscription or an Annie subscription. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, as someone who has to pay for their internet, like gotta pay for that cable because they mm-hmm. they trick you into buying cable because it's cheaper if you get the combos. Ugh, man, some things never change. Ugh. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah, I I haven't really watched much else since. Uh, oh, I I did finally catch up on Superman and Lois on the CW. That's the only it's the only good superhero TV show that's working out for me these days. Cause like, the Flash is kind of kind of doing it better. Like I, I they're fixing the story, but like there's a reason why they keep losing a few million viewers every year. Uh, it's just not. It's not no. No, I, I was I was accepting when they took Grant Gustin from 90210 and made him Barry Allen. I was like, yeah, he's dorky, lovable, but still kind of hot. He could work, I guess. But <laughs> um, but when they but when they did Black Lightning Dirty and they just like it's like great, we finally have successful like people of color content, and you're canceled. And it's like. Guys, you got like I love Legends of Tomorrow and they keep giving plenty of seasons to that and that's a show that was been doomed to get canceled every year. Nearly every oh, wow. year. Legend like the first year it came out they're like, "Yeah, we're totally not doing a season 2. We don't have a budget for it." So they made this super crazy cliffhanger ending and then the network's like, "That's the best closing night numbers we've had. Season 2, you're getting it." And they're like, that's awesome. it. you know, but then like Black Lightning has four rough episodes in a row because it talks social issues and the numbers dip on the white viewership, maintain on the people of color viewership, but then white numbers dip. And then that's the problem is Nielsen ratings. And those don't represent enough Americans. That only represents like 2% of America. So you have like less than, you know, like 55,000 people representing the choices of 300 plus million people who watch all the no no mm. that's 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 equitable disparity right there for you no yeah no so um so yeah so i'm glad that at least superman and lois is at least like it's it's a good story like i will have to say that that's like it first i've always felt the most attraction to superman not out of the, like the whole invincible factor it's the it's the moses story of being a refugee yeah. Because that's that's really what it is, you know? And when people go like, oh, you're an atheist, but then what do you believe in? I'm like, well, I believe in, like, Superman. And they're like, Superman's stupid. What the hell would you believe in Superman for? I'd be like, well, you believe in, like, the story of Moses, right? Tell me, like, tell me tell me, there's a difference between the story of Superman and the story of Moses right now. And mm-hmm. I'll give you $100. Mm-hmm. There is no difference. All right? All right? I never... I never thought of that. For baby, those two. baby, baby gets put in a bassinet and sent down a river in hopes of landing in a new civilization and teaching them a better path forward. Hopes yeah. Dying planet. Scientists work together. And through love, they have the first child born without technology for the first time in centuries. They then take this divine being, put it in a vessel, and send it across outer space to land on Earth and teach its people a better way. There ain't no difference there, okay? Yeah. Yeah. No, and and Spider-Man's just like the youth gospel of Christ. It's no different. Like, Mm. with great power comes great responsibility is all of the apocrypha that they cut out of the Bible. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you ever want to, like, 
like understand like <laughs> Jesus as a kid. Yeah, like Doubting Thomas wrote a gospel about it, but then like the church cut it out like back in like friggin' like 200 years ago. And so then, you know, it's the same story. Like you, no di- like Peter Parker and Jesus Christ, no different. Hmm. Yeah. So it's true. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So I like I I don't know. I like I think they they they're doing the they're doing the characters well on Superman and Lois. Uh they had Bizarro this year. I don't know how much into comics you are. I definitely want to talk more comics on the show because, like, you know, I used to do. I used to do comics back back when I was a teenager. I used to do a lot of comics. I used to be obsessed with anime and like the anime comics. Like, what? what was it? Yes, I used to be obsessed with those. All of those, like, the what was it? Tenshi Muyo and like the Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z and Gundam Wings. Gundam. You were into Gundam? No way! See? Oh, that was my show. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna have to no. We're gonna have to cover all these things. We're gonna the, more rabbit holes to go down. You know, because sometimes yeah. sometimes I was a geek. <laughs> yes, that's yes. You know, because maybe maybe when we we might have like a bonus episode here where we just take a break from all all of like the what's plaguing us and just like go down a fun hole for a while. Oh my gosh, yeah. we should. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I could totally get down with some Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, maybe we should. <laughs> if the show was announced like the Dragon Ball Z episodes. <laughs> Last time on Rabbit Holes. Oh, yeah, my God. No. <laughs> Open it up. <laughs> Do like Don LaFontaine means Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it's like we... a big egg, a Super Saiyan. Like, yeah. like... Yeah. No, and then, but but in true fashion, if we were really going to be Dragon Ball Z, it would be uh, half the show would be catching up on the last episode. That's true, and yeah. Then, and then a fifth of the show would be commercials. <laughs> yeah. And then another fifth of the show would just be people charging in the corner. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then <laughs> one of them, and then, and then they'll start, like, reflecting in their heads. And then yeah. after they're done reflecting... Then maybe they'll fire the first shot, and then maybe. maybe, and then it'll be next time on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, and, and then you're like, like "What? That was so good!" Tricked <gasps> us, tricked us. No, yeah, and then and then that's why, like, I'm glad I never bought all those DVDs, because that, like, when that was like finally done, and when that series was finally done and over with, we were just approaching the era of DVDs in America. I had a cousin that bought. All the original Dragon Ball seasons on DVD. Really? So many. Yeah, I DVDs. watched. I, I bought all of the Escaflones, all the Sailor Moons, and I think the Gundam Wings, like the ones that were like the Japanese ones, like subtitled ones. Those were like the really good ones. Dig it. My mm-hmm. sister and I collected all of the Sailor Moons up to Super S on VHS. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. I still have them at VHS at my mom's house and in then, Michigan. Uh, yeah, and then I had like a lot of like one shots that I would just I'd get like a small piece of something here or there. But are yeah. we pressing Comic Con? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Comic Con's going back to like the full thing. Yeah. Oh my god. We should totally yeah, we should totally have like uh yeah, we should figure out our solo cosplays and then maybe a team up too. I don't know, what's a yeah. good team up that we could do? 
I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 San Diego, so there's already lots of weird Alice in Wonderland stuff in San Diego. So let's just not do any of the rabbit related stuff. No. Plus we want to involve the whole team. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What if, what would work for the whole team? We could uh mm, mm. Mm, we, could yeah, do, we could do like Eternals or we could do uh we could do uh I don't know. Uh, Brad would be a really good Luke Cage. We could do Defenders. Defenders? Yeah, you could tell, like, that way we could, like, cosplay bounding. and We don't have to, like, wear anything heavy. We could just be lightweight, you know? Uh, I don't know. This is going to be fun now. Yeah, just start thinking. Yeah, start thinking about that. That's a, that's, yes. And it's time to think about. Saying good day to everyone and sending them on their Sunday. Yes, everybody. Hop along, rabbits. Hop along. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, you know what? Now that makes me think that we'll have to, like, start creating, like, alternate theme music now. You know, because I kind of, I like our theme music, but it's just like, uh, you know, it's just something I found from a curated patch of stock. So it's like, is it just going to float us through the first season or could we end up seeing our own song? I don't know. I don't oh, know. our own song. We should probably have our own theme song. So when you come out here, we uh, write a little theme song for Rabbit Holes. Want to do a thing? <laughs> well, I mean, you know what? That would totally be us because everybody else. Because I was thinking about that recently. I was thinking about all the other like podcasts. How they like they'll talk at the beginning, and I even had a couple podcasts originally where I'd be like. Here's music that plays in the background, and I tell you what happens on this show every week because you might be <laughs> listening to this for the first time. And I'm like, mm. and then I was listening to Ever Trending Story, and I was just like, you know what? They open up with a Filk song. Like, yeah, we could. Totally we both are karaoke lovers. So yeah, I mean- we could probably. You know what we could do? We could probably like take karaoke tracks or something, and then like remix them as parodies or something. Yeah, we'll figure out something like that. We're fun. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That's new mission, new rabbit hole, new adventure to go on. All that and more next time. Thank you, folks, for coming on this crazy weekly journey into everything and anything all at once. Uh, sometimes we get there, and sometimes we go more places than one. Uh, as always with me, the lovely Miss Sarah Rodriguez. You can find her on the social medias at Mother Maui TV. Likewise, me, her Morocco mole, Kavika Hoke. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your Sunday. Aloha. Bye. Rabbit Holes is a Manavakal production. This episode was produced by Kavika Hoke and Sarah Rodriguez. Make sure to subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platforms to add our weekly episodes to your queue.